Welcome to the Hangout with Gregory Collins. So there's a um, there's a uh, documentary that I'm working on right now. Okay. And the documentary involves um, uh, the theme of it is trying to figure out the it factor. And what I mean by that is following people or interviewing people that have been through the struggle or have, who have suffered in some shape or form okay and you know but somehow managed to beat the odds so to speak okay right and but it's going to be told at least so there's many ideas i have like one is to actually do the documentary and then split it off in the series okay and maybe the documentary is just my life but then like in my life meaning like and all the different people mm -hmm. that are in it. And so it'll be like my story is like the umbrella, but all the other pieces come into it where right. it's like, through this person, you know, when I interact with this person, then all of a sudden it takes off into their okay. story. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's the thing. There's okay. so much material I could go on right. for days. But so that's just like a thought. And, um, and so the reason I'm bringing all this up, a couple reasons. One, I definitely am going to want to interview Okay. Which is why I'm recording right now. All right. But two, you know, I, I would just ask this question. You know, what do you think if I asked you, what is your it factor? What would you say? You, like, what would you contribute your your reasoning for not having a record or, you know, being dead? I'm making a um, love to you, right? Yeah, you are. Um, I would say... I mean, I, I'm a very observant person, you know, and, and that's been ever since I was a kid. I've been super observant, you know. Um, so I, I saw, you know, what was going on around me, and I knew I didn't want to be a part of that at a young age, at a very young age. You know, I saw my brothers, the, 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 the shit they was doing um, as far as selling drugs and, and eventually getting into drugs and mm. shit. See what my how my sisters were, you know, um, fall into that stero stero stereotypical uh, um, category of what a young urban female was back in back in that time, you know, like in the early '90s, you know, um, rebellious and you know, uh, you know, just like jumping from guy to guy and stuff like that you know, mm. that, that type of stuff you know um, then you know observing Jeremy you know um, just his behaviors and his manners and stuff like that like what specifically uh, just um, just the way he acted the way he talked to, to, to my parents and stuff mm -hmm. like that um, so I was I never wanted to let my mom down so my mom was my big I guess my mom would be my factor. You know, me not want to disappoint her, but I also remember as as a as a child hearing her cry in the middle of the night while she's praying for my brothers. You know, praying that God protect them wherever they may be. You know, because we had no idea where they were at the time. So hearing hearing those prayers, you know, and and, and hearing her cry, you know, I, I always made a vow to myself never to make my mom cry never to disappoint or not so much disappoint my mom but never get my mom to the point where she's so worried for me that she's crying mm. uh, like crying for me in, in that manner mm. so by the way 
just so I don't lose sight. Where's the um, GPS? Yeah, how much? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Are we? This is the last thing we're on, or do we got? No, we seven seven point three miles. So in on Warwick Road in two point two miles, you bear right. Gotcha. I'll bear right on Warwick yeah. Road. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So so that's that's what kept me away, you know. Um, and plus, I, I was a late bloomer for a lot of stuff that I've done in my life. You know. Like a lot of stuff, every everything like happened in my twenties. Anything that like a normal teenager would do, like as far as like acting out and not being not so much being rebellious, but like doing stuff that other teenagers would do, like in, where we're where we're from. You know, as far as drinking early and smoking early and stuff like that. I was always I was the late bloom. That shit happened in my twenties. Mm. You know, so. So during during those times, you know, I, I just always been observing. That's why I'm always the quiet one in the group, you know, because I just observe. I just listen to what everybody has to say, and I just observe, you know. And when I have something to say that I feel like ties into what we're talking about, I'll, I'll come in. If, if I don't, then I just just observe. Man. I, I guess that's part of my introvert ways. Uh, and 
this is jumping jumping around now. Um, but when her promise when they when they first started when we first became leadership, they used to send us out on a weekend retreat by ourselves to this thing uh, called Discovery Weekend. So it was a it was a moment, it was an opportunity for you to discover who you are, so to speak, as a teenager, you know. So what they do is they make sure you don't have no watch, you know, you have no like music, because at that at that time there was no no, no, no cell phones or anything like that. So that's crazy. Yeah, exactly, right. But like they, the whole thing is like they didn't want us to really keep track of time and stuff like that. So there was times where they kept us up late at night and shit. But we wasn't really aware of those times and stuff because we didn't have any way to keep time. But anyway, throughout that weekend, like you receive letters and stuff like that from different people, you know. So what they ask is for, you know, when you send, like the, when, when they send us, you know, like they'll find like different people just to write letters of encouragement to to that person, you know. So Gina, Gina wrote me a letter of encouragement one time, and I remember. Gina used to take us out as kids. We played, uh, we would go to the park and play tag and stuff like that. And one time, it was a little muddy out, and Gina had kind of slipped and like uh, slipped into the mud. Gina did. Yeah. So I called time, and somebody tried to tag her, and I stopped it. You know, because because Gina, you know, she needed to be taken out, or not taken out, but like helped she, out. Yeah, Assistant. just helped out. You know. So with that, like she saw like my leadership abilities. With that, you know, and that was the first time for her that. You know, so she wrote that in a letter to me, you know, so, so yeah, so Jody, you know, um, once I was hired, you know, we had the field supervisors that were from, like, he, they were Eastern graduates, you know, so Bell, um, there was this guy named Terrence, um, I got Terrence. named Terrence, they were this uh, no, not Big Bruce, no, I'm thinking Big Terrence, he's kind of heavy set, no, 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 he, he was, a he was from East St. Louis, but, um, he, he was a field supervisor, you know, so Jody hired, like, different people, you know, um, to come in and, and work the summer as well as, uh, as the field suits. Yeah, it is. No, not this one. It's up north, sorry. So, at that, at the, like, uh, yeah, here. Yeah. So, you could have gone that way. That was the part of his uh, discipleship and he invested in me a lot you know uh, this yes so I didn't really know Bell at that time but I mean as well I knew he I knew he was one of the field supervisors but Terrence was the one who was my field supervisor you know um, and then uh, along came Mr. Johnson once I joined the choir you know like a strong man figure, male figure, you know. So that was a good thing. Like as a as a as a kid and as an early teen, you know, I had like Jody and Jodina in a sense, right? They were like mother figures, you know. So 
but once I became a teenager, I had male figures from there on out. So it was cool, you know. So Terrence played a big part. Uh, Mr. Johnson played a big part. Mr. King definitely played a huge part in my life, especially especially like the spiritual leadership. You know, that came a lot from Mr. King. Um, Andy played a big part in my life. You know, Brent played played a, plays a part in my life. You know, so still does. Yeah, still does. You know, so I just been I've been I've been very blessed, you know, to have different people. Like it's been hard since Brent left that I really don't have somebody walking alongside through the struggle. You know, because when when Brent was here, me and him, you know, yeah, we had that boss boss and employee relationship, but you know, outside of work, like we were able just to talk to each other and vent. You know, so we we were able to see each other through a lot at Urban. You know, and right now I don't have. <laughs> and that's hard. I mean, it's good now that I got Pook here, you know, because, man. Is Pook working at Urban? No, he's working for uh, for Kip right now. Yeah, it's cool. He's a paraprofessional. Like, he does one-on-one with, with students and stuff. Yeah. Does he like it? I believe so. It's pretty easy. But the kids, like, some, like the kids are, have, like, behavior issues. Yeah, so that's what those parent professionals do. Yeah. You know? Oh, shoot, we're getting all this. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, but that's what I actually applied for, was to be a paraprofessional kid. You did? Yeah. And they didn't give it to you? No, I don't think so. I bombed, I bombed my interview, bro. I, I, I really believe I bombed my interview. It's all good. I'm a... I'm gonna keep trying different places. Gotcha. <laughs> we gotta do it. Gotta shoot our shots. Yeah. In different ways. Different ways. And if it gets blocked, it gets blocked. Thanks for listening.